Hello, and welcome to the G2 podcast. Hi, G2. Thank you so much for having me. Um, <laughs> when I found out that I was able to chat to you guys about love, what Jesus calls the greatest commandment, I was so excited. I find love very fascinating. Different cultures, social context, and personality types, all these factors can play a role in how we express love and what it looks like. However, what I am curious about is where there is something that connects all the different ways that love can look together. What is it that makes people feel truly loved? Is it the intention of the heart or the thought behind the act that makes something love? Well, there are still occasions when people can express love to others, but sometimes it doesn't quite connect. Maybe it must be unconditional or sacrificial. For us, I don't think it always has to be this way for somebody to feel truly loved. I think there are instances where people both can gain something from expressing love. But what is clear, even though we may not exactly know how love works or looks, Jesus asks us to fully commit to love. He tells us to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Jesus doesn't tell us what to do to make God feel loved. However, he's given us some help by breaking it down for us into those three crucial pieces. Love with the heart, soul, and mind. For us as individuals, within our communities, or as a church, this gives us a lot of room for different ways of expression of love to God. I think there's something really beautiful about that room for expression that God has given us. He knows that we're all from different cultures. We have different personalities, backgrounds, and stories. And the love can look very different for all of us. He, in all our different ways of expressing love, we can all express them in unique ways by using our heart, soul, and mind. That's something that we can all share. Now, what's important to highlight is the point that Jesus makes at the end of the passage. He calls the first and second commandment, the first, love your God with your heart, mind, and soul. And the second, love your neighbor as yourself. He labels these as the greatest commandments, in which all the law and the prophets hang. This is massive. This shows us how much weight and power love has. To help us understand the weight of what Jesus has just said there, I wanted to have a quick look at what the law is. Why is this so important? Well, originally, God has made the law known to us in the Old Testament to help give us a framework for what his expectations are for human behavior, attitude, and speech with the Ten Commandments. When I was processing how the two greatest commandments and law fit together, I had an image of a tree come to my mind to help me understand it. The trunk of the tree is love for God and for your neighbor. And from that trunk come the branches, which are the other commandments. The other commandments were separate, but ultimately they're all joined together by the greatest commandments, love. You can't follow the law and the other commandments without loving your God and his people. Unfortunately, we are not able to perfectly live this out and fulfill the law due to our sinful nature. Our sin is the direct defiance of the law. In 1 John 3 verse 4, it says, 
Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But there is great news. We have been saved. It is by Jesus' true act of absolute love and sacrifice. He fulfills the law in us. It is the power, it's by the power of love that he has saved us. So what purpose is the law serving? Why has God made the law known to us? Was it God's way of giving us a step-by-step guide to making us perfect and righteous? Well, the Pharisees, calling themselves the experts of the law, unfortunately used the law coldly and wrongly in that way. They had a cold and bitter heart with which they used the law as a tool for righteousness. This is probably why they were so keen and excited to grill Jesus on this. But the law was never given to us to feel righteous or to set ourselves above others. Peter highlights that the law was given to us to provide us with an awareness of our sinful nature and that it is by God's grace and love that we can be made righteous through faith and not work. This is well explained in Romans 3 verses 19 and 20 where Peter says, Now we know that the law says... It says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. The Pharisees have completely missed the point. We all fall short of the law, and no matter how hard we work, we will never be righteous. But it is by faith and love that we are saved. We can also learn a lot from the law as it blesses us with that great awareness of what love is and isn't through it. So in return, how can we express love to God and to each other like he does to us every day? Let's bring it back to the passage. Jesus tells us that we need to love God with all our heart, spirit and mind. He specifically pointed out these three points, and I think it will help us practically to think about how we can tackle this. Let's break it down first, piece by piece. So firstly, I like to think of the heart as your center for character, your emotion, your personality, your longings. And one way in which we can love God with our heart can be by forging that emotional and longing connection with God's character getting to know God's own personality and character, as well as reaching out with your heart, may be one way to approach this. And with the Spirit, we are all blessed with wonderful gifts of the Spirit. One way that we can love God is by making full use of our fruits of the Spirit and serving God through that. Bring it back to the picture of the tree as the law, with the trunk being love and the branches being the Ten Commandments. You can think of the fruits of the Spirit, almost like growing from that tree as actual fruits, from the branches. You can't have that fruit without that love from the tree, love for God, nurturing them and providing them. And then finally, you have the mind to help us love God with our mind. Have a think about what is your life and mind focused on? Are you fixated on your, in your mind on God and your expression of love? Or are there other things shrouding and getting in the way of your focus? Is all your thought and attention set on committing to God in that moment? Focus is so important in loving to God. God tells us in the Bible 
that he loves it when in your mind you're obedient to God and choose him over the otherworldly material things. We can see this in Matthew 6, verse 24. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And we can also see how focus and obedience makes God feel loved in John 14, verse 15, where he says, If you love me, you will keep to my commandments. So to close, let's bring it back to the very start of the talk. With all our different cultures, backgrounds, personalities, love can look very different. But is there something that can connect all the different ways we can express love? I believe it's what Jesus was talking about, the heart, soul, and mind, which connects all of these, and that can help us express love to God as well as each other. But what do you guys think? Can you guys think of the different ways we express love to God, as like in our individual time and in our church? And yeah, so I would like to invite everybody into some discussion now and turning to threes or fours or whoever's closest to you and just discuss what are the ways that you guys express love to God and with, as individuals or in the church and what are those three elements are key in that? The heart, the mind, and the soul. Thank you very much.